It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, we have two Titans signings to talk about today. There were two signings made on Wednesday, one on the offensive side of the ball, one on the defensive side of the ball that will help the Titans add to the depth of their roster as they continue crafting the 90-man version that we will see at the beginning of training camp. So two additions that we are going to talk about today. We will break both players down and what they could potentially add to the Titans going forward. But that got me thinking, what other needs do the Titans still have? Coming out of the draft, obviously, general manager John Robinson and head coach Mike Vrabel are not done adding names to the roster. So what else could the Titans really use at this moment in time? Let's go through some of the needs that I still see on the roster that the Titans could could use a couple more bodies there or potentially to add another name to to make things interesting. And I'll explain why I think these positions still need attending to. And then with our final segment, we'll kind of follow up on that conversation by talking about the best remaining free agents available at this time at those positions and who could make sense for the Titans as they try to put together the final version of this roster as we head into the summer months. So I'm going to break all of that down with you guys. Two new signings, what needs the Titans still have, and who could fill those needs going forward. So a lot to get into today as we kind of reset free agency. Let's get it. Titans two signings on Wednesday we saw one come on the offensive side of the ball and one come on the defensive side of the ball and on defense the Titans brought in veteran cornerback Jonathan Joseph and Joseph has played 14 seasons in the NFL his first five with the Cincinnati Bengals and then the previous nine with the Houston Texans he has made 755 career tackles 31 interceptions, and 194 pass breakups. As a matter of fact, Joseph has the third most pass breakups in NFL history at this moment in time, sitting only nine behind Hall of Famer Champ Bailey. So with 10 more pass breakups in his career, Joseph will actually take the lead for the most in NFL history. That is very impressive. And Joseph will not only be able to help the Titans a tad bit on the field, but he also will help immensely in the locker room. Joseph, as I mentioned, did spend the last nine seasons with the Houston Texans. So obviously, He has history and has spent time working directly with head coach Mike Vrabel and the new defensive back coach of the Titans, Anthony Midget. So Joseph will be expected to come in and while he won't necessarily be asked to do a lot on the field on Sundays, he will have a major role in the locker room teaching some of these young defensive backs that the Titans have the nuances and the terminology behind the Tennessee Titans defensive scheme. That is a really big point here to make and that is Joseph will be coming in in a tumultuous offseason with a lot of uncertainty. There may not be OTAs 
actually on the field and in the building for these young defensive backs. There may not be uh, a normal training camp or a normal preseason. So in this time of uncertainty, it makes sense that the Titans would bring in a veteran who deeply understands the scheme and the terminology they use so that he can not only teach that to the younger guys and maybe accelerate their learning curve due to a you know a limited offseason, but also, if necessary, and if the younger players like Christian Fulton, Chris Jackson, even Adoree Jackson still, if some of these younger defensive backs aren't necessarily up to speed with Adoree obviously being on the lower end of of that need, uh, then Joseph can play right away and step in and know what he's doing and at least be able to produce at a decently high level. While Joseph is on the backside of his career and is one of the older players in the NFL, he did still have 13 pass breakups in back-to-back seasons in 2018 and 2019 with the Texans. So Joseph can still play a little bit, but mostly he's going to be asked to provide leadership and knowledge in the cornerback in defensive back rooms. Now, when we talk about Jonathan Joseph actually as a player out on the field, one thing that we have to keep in mind is he has really lost his ability to play solid man coverage. And obviously, the Titans want to disguise their defense and be multiple on defense, but they definitely do run a good amount of man coverage. So you can expect Jonathan Joseph to be able to help more in zone plays, more cover two. He can press at the line of scrimmage and then drop back, keep a wide receiver in in front of him. Another thing to consider is if the Titans do have plans of moving Amani Hooker into uh, more of a slot role or giving him the ability to play slot corner, then they're going to need somebody to replace his deep safety role in the Titans' dime packages. And Jonathan Joseph, at his age, with his current athleticism and his ability to play zone coverage, could help as transition to safety, which we see a lot of older cornerbacks do as well. One other thing to consider is Jonathan Joseph is from Rock Hill, South Carolina, and did play at South Carolina. Jadavian Clowney is also from Rock Hill, South Carolina, and played at South Carolina as well. And then on the offensive side of the ball, the Titans added interior offensive lineman Zach Karen who played college ball in Toledo, came into the NFL as an undrafted free agent in 2014, played for three different teams, three seasons with the Vikings, one with the Lions, one with the Redskins, most recently had time with the AFL's New York Guardians. He's played in 18 games in his career, including two starts, and while he isn't expected to make the roster, will add depth and competition to the offensive line group going forward. If I'm being honest, though, I don't necessarily see Karen making this squad. I mean, you never want to rule anybody out, of course. We uh, we have seen crazier things take place, but at this moment in time, it would appear that he is more of just a camp body, somebody to, to add competition. Like I said, I mean, if he performs well throughout whatever offseason that we actually have, then of course there's a chance he can make the roster. But right now, just seems like a good opportunity for him to maybe try to get back into the NFL. But as I had mentioned at the beginning of the show, we are going to look at the remaining needs on this Titans roster. And I have about five 
needs that the Titans still really need to address in some way, or at least I think that they need to address in some way and uh, could use some more depth, could use some more talent, could use some use some more competition, quite frankly, at those positions. So we will talk about those in our next segment. Before we jump over to that, just want to remind you guys that here in the coming weeks, we are going to be spending entire episodes breaking down some of the Titans' recent draft picks. We are also going to go through a draft class series where I break down John Robinson's four last draft classes. So that is on the way for you guys in the coming weeks as I get prepared to let those out. Make sure you are subscribed to the Locked on Titans podcast on Apple Podcasts. You are following Locked on Titans on Spotify or Wherever you stream your podcast, whatever platform, make sure that you are locked in here with us on the Locked On Titans podcast and follow me on Twitter as well at Tic Tac Titans. Our Friday mailbag will make a comeback in tomorrow's show. So go ahead and send your questions to me either in the reviews on Apple or Follow me on Twitter, as I said, at Tic Tac Titans, and send your questions to me there. So remember, our mailbag will be back on tomorrow, but we will jump into Titans team needs next. Matt Williamson brings the scouts' perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. You got to talk 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen he's just been a complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play yeah but I just want to throw a couple nuggets out on Allen and I know he's a lot bigger a lot stronger but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3 what's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted and he got better I thought this past year which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws But his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. The first wave of free agency, the second wave of free agency, have been complete in March. The draft was completed in April. So that leaves us right now asking ourselves, what do the Titans still need? Well, it's obvious that John Robinson thought they needed more depth on the interior offensive line, more competition there with the signing of Zach Karen. Obviously needed more at the cornerback position, so they signed Jonathan Joseph and That made sense. A lot of people, including myself, thought that they could draft two cornerbacks. And I know that some of you right now are thinking to yourself, what about Chris Jackson? He was a cornerback. It's my opinion with Jackson, he's going to be an end-of-the-roster guy, and we can label him a defensive back. I don't know if he has the traits and the skills to be a full-time corner at the next level. I profile him more as a safety if you put him into an actual defense, at least somebody who you're not going to want to be out there playing specifically cornerback over and over for multiple reps. He's kind of a guy who can fill in when you're in a desperate spot. And really, his value is going to come on special teams. So I don't really see Jackson as an answer at cornerback or 
as the Titans drafted two cornerbacks. I think they drafted a cornerback in Fulton and they drafted a defensive back special teams player in Jackson. So that means Jonathan Joseph comes in and you can kind of look at that as the Titans did pick up two pure cornerbacks in the draft, even though Joseph is up in age and has the limitations that we talked about before. But the whole point is Robinson still saw some gaps on this roster and wanted to fill them in, which got me thinking, what other gaps are still there? The Titans are going to get this roster up to around 90 at some point before it's cut down to 55, as John Robinson mentioned in his most recent conference call. So they're clearly going to be looking to add more. And there are still some places on this team, even after free agency and after the draft, where I think that they still need to add some players and could use you know some more talent, some people who could actually make the roster as well. So let's dive into those positions. And I'm going to start at the top, and this may be blasphemous to some people, but a veteran quarterback. Right now, the Titans have Ryan Tannehill, but Logan Woodside has never proven that he can consistently be an NFL backup quarterback. Cole McDonald's throwing motion is insane, and the Titans are going to have to work just to get him a viable throwing mechanic. So asking him to be a backup quarterback It's a little early on for that. There's some more development coming. And when I say backup quarterback, I don't just mean holding the roster spot. What if Ryan Tannehill gets hurt, folks? I mean, we've gone through this with Marcus the last few years. Some people could counter if Ryan Tannehill gets hurt. It doesn't matter who plays quarterback. The Titans aren't going to make it. But I don't like that philosophy. And I don't think that John Robinson is subscribing to that either. The Titans need to have somebody who can win a few games if Ryan Tannehill goes down. And that's not a lot to ask. And quite frankly, I think that there are people on the market right now who could do that. And we are going to talk about that in our next segment. But I'm just making my case. I think the Titans clearly need more at the quarterback position. I just don't trust Logan Woodside to be a full-time backup. And there are some good, cheap veterans available right now that I think could win a couple games if Ryan Tannehill were to go down. So right now, I don't see Woodside or McDonald as that guy. Maybe if they show out in camp, if there's drastic improvement there and in the preseason they're really showing out, then maybe so. But I don't see it any hurt or any harm being done by bringing in a veteran quarterback to make both of those guys earn it. We saw with Luke Folk not too many years ago that the Titans can take a quarterback late in the draft and just get rid of him before the season ever starts. Remember, Folk went to the Dolphins and everyone was freaking out because he was going to share all the Titans game plan and share all their secrets with the Dolphins in week one and Obviously, the Titans didn't win that game. The the Miami Massacre, as I like to call it, that may have ruined Marcus Mariota's career for the rest of, you know, yeah, just ruined his career with that nerve injury. Still remains to be seen, but I guess I'm just not satisfied with Logan Woodside and, and Cole McDonald at this moment in time, and I'm not comfortable or confident that they would be able to win a ball game if Ryan Tannehill were to go down. So I am not ruling out a, a veteran quarterback. Same thing with the running back position. So... Everyone's excited about Darrington Evans. I'm excited. I I gave it an A um, in our grades. I I think he's a great compliment to Derrick Henry, but what if Derrick Henry goes down? Dalen Dawkins? Sean Wilson? Even Blossom game? No. I'm not seeing any of that. I think the Titans could stand to use or add 
uh, running back in Derrick Henry's mold. So a running back who's a little bit more of a power guy. Evans is not going to be a power threat to, to wear you down. He's a compliment to Derrick Henry. Speed, receiving out of the backfield, special teams, outside zone. So who replaces Derrick Henry if, if he gets hurt? The Titans don't have anybody who fits that mold right now. So I think that there are some veteran options that they could consider on the market who could give them a little more. And even if you don't get a power back like Derrick Henry, at least another running back to spell Evans and not wear him down because he's not as big as Henry and could wear down if he has to replace Henry and run in between the tackles nonstop and be a three-down back. So I think the Titans could stand to use another veteran running back as well. And one more thing on the offensive side of the ball. The Titans didn't draft a wide receiver. And I guess maybe I am just in disagreement with Mike Vrabel and John Robinson on Khalif Raymond and Cameron Batson or Cody Hollister. I just don't see it, guys. I mean, they played their role well, but the Titans need more talent in that deep threat role that you know, take the top off the defense role there. I, I've been saying it throughout the offseason, and although it's a, a sign of confidence in Raymond and Batson that the Titans wouldn't go out and draft a receiver in a historically deep wide receiver class, I'm not satisfied. I, I, I just think that the Titans could use more in their fourth wide receiver spot, and we will talk about some guys who could fill that role, and there's different kinds of flavors, I guess, as we saw with the draft, but... Having Khalif Raymond, having Cam Batson, having Cody Hollister, having one of these undrafted free agents the Titans have brought in as the fourth wide receiver on this team, I think would be a, a mistake. So the Titans need to look at that, in my opinion. On to the defensive side of the ball, not quite as much to talk about there. Although the Titans added Jack Crawford, although they drafted Larell Murchison, I think they could still use some talent on the interior defensive line. Right now, the Titans lined up in their base package. That would be a 3-4 with three down linemen and four linebackers. Jack Crawford's starting at one of the five technique defensive end spots. Or, uh, yeah, I guess that would be, yeah, he would play five technique end, let Jeffrey Simmons play the three, let Daquan Jones play the shade, the nose tackle. I mean, the, in my opinion, the Titans could add a nose tackle, let Daquan play more of the five-technique defensive end role. I think that would work out well. That's what he did earlier in his career, and he had a fantastic year last year. I think he could handle that, and I'd rather upgrade the talent at Jack Crawford's position. And I'm also the same guy who gets on here every single episode and says, don't worry about base, don't worry about base. The Titans play in sub-package. The NFL plays in sub-package, yes, but it seems like with the Titans' performance and run in the playoffs, some teams may go the other way and, and try to copy the Titans' formula of being a physical, beat-you-up, run-down-your-throat team. And if that's the case, and we're seeing more teams go to a heavy tight end you know, offense where they got two or three tight ends getting a, a traditional fullback, there's always going to be a swing the opposite direction of the spread-out, throw-it offense that we're seeing in the NFL kind of take over, now there's going to be a swing back the other way where a team like the Titans finds a market inefficiency if all these teams are spreading it out, going sub-package, putting multiple defensive backs on the field, well, we're going to counter with multiple tight ends. That's what the Titans have done. So if more teams start to do that, well, then the Titans will have to be prepared and be multiple on defense and have more big bodies in the trenches. So I don't think it's insane if the Titans decided to add 
a big run-stuffing nose tackle, which would allow Daquan Jones to shift out to the five technique, or if they're able to add another interior defensive lineman who's more, more versatile, who can play some five, play some edge, play some three, that would make sense too, but I'm just not comfortable with the group, the way that it sits right now, and the Titans need to add more competition there. The last thing that I want to say is, if the game is on the line, and the Titans have to kick a field goal, are you really comfortable with Greg Joseph? Are you really comfortable with McCann, the undrafted free agent out of Missouri, Tucker McCann? I'm not. So with some good veteran kickers on the market, it only makes sense that the Titans go ahead and give them a shot. At this point in free agency, none of these guys are going to be asking for major deals. They're going to be one-year deals. So if the Titans got the cap space then they need to try to improve these areas because I don't think that we should be satisfied with what we see right now. The NFL is a war of attrition. There are going to be injuries every year. A big portion of these guys are going to miss time. What are you going to do in that sense? It's easy to look at the Titans' depth chart right now, which I am (laughs) right now, and be like, oh, man, solid starting lineup, solid depth at a lot of positions. Yeah, yes, there is. I mean, it's great. And it's, I love that about the team. But there will be injuries. And some of these players who we look at as depth pieces, we wouldn't really feel comfortable with if they had to actually play in the game. So that's something to consider when you think about the Titans team. And some of you guys are thinking I'm crazy and the Titans roster is fine and they've pretty much added depth everywhere. Just remember that. That the Titans not only need depth, they need talent. And there will be injuries and they need to be prepared for those injuries. So I wouldn't be comfortable with Khalif Raymond being the third best wide receiver playing on a Sunday. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm not. It's not that I dislike the players that I've talked about as, you know, guys that the Titans shouldn't be comfortable with, but it's just the reality of how I feel, and I'm going to spit it to you guys straight. So that is going to do it for our team needs conversation here after free agency and after the draft. We are going to move into talking about what free agents could actually fill these needs, what free agents are still available that the Titans could look at to plug into these spots. So we will do that next. We are going to cap off today's show going over the remaining free agents that are available that could help the Titans in the roles and needs that we just went over in segment two before we jump into those free agents. However, just another reminder for you guys, our Mailbag Friday is going to make a reappearance in the weekly schedule now that we are out of the draft. So make sure you are sending those questions to me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans or putting them in the reviews on Apple Podcasts. So just want to make sure I get that message again to you guys to make sure that we have a, you know, a decent enough questions to, to run the mailbag segment. It's been a little bit of a break with the draft heating up hot and heavy. So just want to remind you guys again, that that is coming for tomorrow's show. So let's jump into this free agent conversation. And the five needs that I identified in our last segment were a veteran quarterback, a veteran running back, more at wide receiver, some more talent on the defensive line, and then a veteran kicker as well. So who could fit that role? Let's go position by position here, and we will start with quarterback. 
Now, of course, you have the big names out there like Cam Newton. Jameis Winston just went off the market to the Saints. Joe Flacco. But I don't see the Titans bringing in a big name like that. And I know Flacco is, you know, maybe shouldn't be mentioned in the same sense as a Cam Newton. But hey, maybe he should. At this point, it's a very good conversation to have, but we will hash that out at another time. But I don't think the Titans would go with Cam Newton. He's going to still be wanting a chance to start and some big money. And Joe Flacco, I don't think really fits with his injury issues. and He's not too mobile, so I don't see him fitting. But someone I've been asking for for quite some time now, Trevor Simeon. I mean, why not? He's better than Logan Woodside. He's going to be better than Cole McDonald. He's played in a zone run, bootleg heavy scheme. He's won games. He's been a starter. He can't be asking for that much money at this moment in time. I think that would be a great fit. Matt Moore, same thing. He's got some athleticism to him, even in the late stages of his career. Has played in some really good offenses that utilize zone schemes like the Kansas City Chiefs. So, I think Matt Moore would be uh, a more viable backup option and could actually win some games for the Titans if called upon. I know no one likes this name, but I do. Another guy who started in the NFL, had some major success in the NFL, and would be better and more reliable than Logan Woodside or Cole McDonald, Blake Bortles. Yeah, you heard me. Doing construction and ripping cigs, baby. Get Blake Bortles back in here and to reintroduce him to the AFC South and let him be the backup. I I guess I understand that, you know, how much better are Simeon, Matt Moore, Blake Bortles than Logan Woodside and Cole McDonald? That's probably what you're asking yourselves. Well, in my opinion, they are a lot better. And they're people who have had experience in the NFL and have won games in the NFL, unlike a rookie out of Hawaii who they have to change his throwing motion, and Logan Woodside, who's basically been a practice squad player for his entire NFL career. So forgive me if I'm not comfortable with one of those guys playing if Ryan Tannehill goes down. I'd much rather have Trevor Simeon, Matt Moore, Blake Bortles, or the last name on my list, Cody Kessler. They all at least have played some games in the NFL, won a game or two here and there. So just... Just hear me out on that. I, I know that people are excited about McDonald. I know that people believe in Woodside, but makes me nervous. At the veteran running back position, now, this would only be an option. This top name would only be an option if, for some reason, the Titans do strike out on Jadavian Clowney or are not able to bring him into the fold. Someone like Devontae Freeman. Now, I don't think that they would do that because Freeman's going to expect a pretty big workload here. And with Evans being drafted, I think it's best if the Titans put the resources in his basket and try to groom him. But hey, you never know. If Derrick Henry were to get banged up early on, they might want to go with a, a veteran who's had a lot of success in the NFL. Similar idea here, Lamar Miller. While I don't think that they would be high on the list, I do think that they are options if if there's some sort of injury in the preseason. Carlos Hyde is a name for me that I think makes a ton of sense. Carlos Hyde was still productive for the Texans last year. He's a vet. He you know knows the NFL. He'll be able to come in, pick up the playbook. He can take on a workload. He can be a power back and kind of fill that need that Derrick Henry would give the Titans if he were to get banged up, if he just needed a rest. You know, the Titans don't have anybody who can be a power back on the roster right now in that Derrick Henry mold, as I mentioned. And Carlos Hyde could be a really cheap option. Similar here, Isaiah Crowell and Frank Gore, just older veterans who 
our power backs who can just take the load if Derrick Henry does get banged up. A younger guy who fits that mold is Jonathan Williams, who had some success, had a 100-yard game with the Colts last year. He's a big bruiser and, and could come in and fill that role if the Titans, like I said, had an injury or, you know, Derrick Henry, God forbid, got hurt preseason or just needed a rest. Like I mentioned, I, I think all of those guys make sense. Wide receiver. The Titans need a fourth wide receiver. They need a veteran. It's my opinion that Khalif Raymond and Cam Batson can't be relied on full-time as, as the fourth wide receiver. Or if the Titans, again, injury prevention here. Injury, having a plan for injury. Trying to be ready if that does take place. And it will take place. Somebody like Paul Richardson. Somebody like, the name. a name that really sticks out to me is Taylor Gabriel. Who can be a gadget player, a quick guy. Somebody who... I kind of wanted the Titans to draft a player like that, and they didn't. They didn't address wide receiver at all, so someone like Taylor Gabriel could make a lot of sense, especially if the Titans don't end up with Jadavian Clowney. Charles Rogers, another option like Taylor Gabriel, is a smaller, quicker guy. A veteran red zone threat who I think could fill the Tajay Sharp role, Demarius Thomas. Another veteran, Jarius Wright. A possible kick return option if the Titans aren't satisfied with Darrington Evans. Dwayne Harris. Uh, a lot of these guys, I think, could come in and compete to be that fourth wide receiver or fill a specific role within the offensive scheme. So just some names to look out for there. On the D-line, of course, Jadavian Clowney is the number one target. I think that's obvious. Right now, he can add to the edge group. He can rush from the interior. He can play that five technique in the Titans' base. Clowney is the main option. He is the apple of the eye. He is the bell of the ball for the Titans and their fan base right now. So if he is signed, then a lot of this goes out the window because that'll be a majority of the cap space. But you got to plan for if he is not signed. And obviously, the Colts are still in there. The Browns are still in there. The Seahawks, while all appearances uh, make it seem like they are out of the clowny sweepstakes. They have cut some guys recently, and you never know in the NFL because contracts are written on toilet paper. Any team can move things around to make a little bit more room. But outside of Clowney, Everson Griffin seems to be a solid fallback plan if you're looking for a pass rusher and, and Clowney does not come to town. But remember what I talked about in the second segment, how the Titans don't necessarily need to add a five technique to take over Jack Crawford's spot right now on the depth chart. They could stand to add a nose tackle and then kick Daquan Jones back out to the five technique where he started his career. And think about someone like Snacks Harrison. I mean, he's been a productive player throughout his NFL career as a run stuffer. And like I mentioned, that could be a need that the Titans need to fill and it would allow Daquan Jones to go into a better spot. So now you're upgrading at nose tackle. You're upgrading at five technique over Jack Crawford. So that could help you fix two different positions on the defensive line. In a similar vein, you look at Mike Daniels, who is one of the more talented interior defensive linemen for the Green Bay Packers not too many years ago, could come in and add some competition. And then an older guy who I think would be in a similar mold to Jack Crawford, just somebody to battle it out with him and make him earn it, Marcus Hunt. Marcus Hunt. So that makes some sense from the Titans' perspective as a camp body as well. And then the last position we are going to talk about is the kicker. And right now you have two accomplished veterans on the market. And that is Steven Goskowski from the Patriots, Adam Vinatieri from the Patriots, and then the Colts. So if you guys are comfortable with Greg Joseph, if you're comfortable with Tucker McCann taking big kicks for the Titans in big games, 
then by all means, disregard what I'm saying. But I am not. And I think that bringing in one of those veterans or both of those veterans, whatever they want to do to compete, did you hear my voice crack there? Whatever they want to do to compete with the young guys in McCann and Joseph, I just think that makes all the sense in the world. And if one of these veterans proved that they still have it, especially Goskowski, man, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose him over the two young guys. I don't care, you know, how much money they think they're saving. At the end of the day, you need somebody to make kicks, and I don't think that the Titans are gonna be able to go two full seasons in a row trying everything they possibly can to avoid kicking field goals. I mean, neither of these guys have proven, I'm talking about Joseph and McCann, neither of them have proven to be incredibly great kickers or incredibly accurate or reliable. So why not bring in a talented veteran who's proven it and see if they still have a little bit more in the tank? I don't know. That's just the way that I see it. I think that those names and those positions of need could really be attended to by John Robinson before we actually get out on the field for training camp, mini camp, preseason, whatever happens to come first. But either way, that is going to wrap things up for me today on the Locked on Titans podcast. Now that you are done checking out this episode, tell your smart device to play the Locked on NFL Draft podcast. They're going through draft grades. They are looking ahead to next year's draft as well, looking at different values from the players selected in the draft, looking at undrafted free agents. So it's never a bad time to check out the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. So check that out now that you are done with this episode. But as always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked On Titans. For listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite college team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.